Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody, NOL listeners, Happy New Year. It is a time of resolutions, typically related to working out, losing weight. Well, despite the photos that you've likely seen on social media of today's NOL guest with her sculpted body, today we're going to talk about a lot more than just the physical. You're going to learn how to gain control over your body, your business, and your relationships with the incredible Ava Diamond. Now, as you probably have seen, this woman is no bullshit. She has earned earned her master's in clinical social work and expanded her training intensively across many different areas, including emotional intelligence, trauma and addiction recovery, family systems, motivation and mentalization. She has taught at Yale University School of Medicine. She writes articles for addiction treatment magazines and websites and fitness and women's magazines, speaks in community forums and co-hosts radio shows. Now, I know you're still wondering about that body, so I'm going to tell you about it. She took what started as a hot with bodybuilding and transformed it into the competition arena and earned her pro card at age 47. Awesome. This, combined with her schooling and clinical training, she merged the two worlds by developing a mental fitness coaching program that helps those striving for true mind-body optimization. And we're going to learn more about mental fitness coaching today. But let me tell you, it has gained worldwide respect. Her clients are found on every continent, and the U.S. military is bringing her program to our troops in Germany this coming April. She also coaches online groups and corporations and conducts trainings every week at the best-kept secret addiction treatment facility called Synergy in West Palm, Florida. Please go to her website. Connect with her there. It's avadiamondlcsw.com, or you can email her mentalfitnesscoaching at gmail.com. I will be providing links to her books in the show notes so you can grab copies as well as uh, coupon codes. Welcome, Ava. Hello, Michelle. And that was quite a long intro. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, if it's too long, I guess I can edit it down. But but you've done so much. And I feel like I want to get all of that out and kind of set the stage for how amazing you are. So everyone's ready to listen to what you have to say. (laughs) Thank you so much. I just have to add one thing to the intro because there was one part that I've done that is the primary role on on this planet for me, which is that I gave birth to three kids who are now all adults. Incredibly proud of them. Aw. That's amazing. I always have to mention them a little bit. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So you've had such an incredible journey. And before we dive into the meat of mental fitness coaching, I would love for you to share the stuff that you currently have going on, because I've been seeing all kinds of stuff happening all over Facebook. Give us a little a little smidgen of that. Well, you know, it looks like it's so much going on. And at the same time, it's taking the same program that I've developed and customizing it for different audiences, so to speak, whether it's my reading audience or my or the military or my speaking engagements. So, you know, do I live with a very full plate of of work? Yes. And why do I do that? Because I actually thrive on my career because it fulfills me with in so many different ways. I get excited every single day because I know my purpose and I'm so clear and convicted to my mission on and what I want to accomplish. Awesome. You're doing competitions, you've got you've got some food coming out. <laughs> 
so yeah, so in terms of my athleticism, um, yes, this past fall has been filled with competitions at the age of 52. And, you know, I compete against people who are I'm old enough to be their mom. Um, that blows so my mind. It, it's kind of, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, when you hit midlife, and one of the things that I coach people on all the time is that we kind of have been on the planet long enough to earn the right to not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting damn near close to that, Ava, and it's feeling good. <laughs> so I get up there. I have more fun than anybody. Yes, it's hard work to you know train and and eat the way you need to eat, and and it does near the end. It does you know require some. You know, I'm not a nice person sometimes to be around, I guess. Because <laughs> of the carb loading and then the, the carb, carb reduction. <laughs> I have to become very focused, right? And, and most athletes who take their sport seriously do. In a certain training period, you have to become very focused on your time management to get everything. Because I can't neglect the other parts of my life just because I'm going to be on stage competing. No, I have to do it all. Mm-hmm. So... It becomes, um, just for about six to eight weeks, it becomes really hyper-focused for me. Yeah. Um, but my loved ones are tolerant. That's a good thing. Yes. So, you know, I, the competitions are great for me. I have a blast. Built community. It opened doors for me when it, when it first came into my life as a competitive sport. And then, you know, one of the, one of the um, outcomes of that door opening and years later, doing all the different things that I've done to merge my two worlds of psychotherapy and uh, professional bodybuilding is the food you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was contacted by this company, eBars, and I'm very, very careful with who I align with mm-hmm. because I've come too far with developing my own integrity and brand to, to risk it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always like to explore options. I don't turn people down until I know but um, but I do kind of vet the process pretty quickly and seriously before you know signing on. This company has the most certifications of any other nutrition company in the country, and the ingredients in this bar. The, the reason I said yes, put me on the wrapper, is because they have an integrity and a quality of care and and service that matches what I strive for every day. So what's inside the wrapper? The wrapper includes my particular bar that, you know, that I'm covering with my image on the wrapper. Your bod. <laughs> is, um, it's plant-based protein, 18 grams. Um, it happens to have, and it, it, again, this is all true to label and people, consumers need to know that most of the products that you buy in the nutrition world are not true to label. Mm. So this was critically important to me. Um, that said, the... This bar has honey in it from Brazil because in the United States of America, you can't get honey that is organic and without pesticide and, and all that other stuff that makes it less optimal. Mm-hmm. It's the real deal. It also has antioxidants in it that have the highest uh, grade of antioxidant, more than blueberries, more than acai berries. Um mm. You know, it's it's got mushrooms in it that are. I'm a big fan of mushrooms, and people should look it up if they don't know about the the not the magic kind. I was just gonna say, <laughs> not the psychedelics, everyone. I know you got kind of excited there. Right. right. <laughs> You'll be doing some weird stuff at the gym. <laughs> well, I do anyway, but it's not because I don't need mushrooms to do that. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, so you get the point. If you look it up, you go to the website, ebars.com, and you find my my page, it'll tell you all about it. Great. And, and do they taste good? They're delish. Awesome. A couple different flavors, I imagine. Well, actually, my there's a bunch of different bars that they have that meet different needs. So you can see, like, there, there's bars to help you kind of burn fat faster. There's bars for other sports to particularly target the kind of endurance or the kind of training you need for those sports, et cetera. Awesome stuff. I am so impressed with what you're doing out there. And really quick, once again, before we get into mental fitness coaching, which is kind of the the center point of this conversation today, I'm just dying to know what made you go from having bodybuilding as a hobby to going pro? Like, how does that happen? Well, because, and this leads into mental fitness, it wasn't about my body, it was about my mind. I had emerged from kind of a set, a sense of dormancy in a marriage that wasn't fulfilling and, and raising three kids in four years, et cetera, at the age of 38. And I got into fitness to reclaim myself, um, wholly as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I happened to really fall in love with bodybuilding as a hobby. And I was running a lot and, and, and people were asking me for really a good, you know, good bunch of years. Do you compete? Do you compete? Cause I really kind of looked the part. Um, and then the mental p- obstacle that I had to actually becoming a competitive bodybuilder was this last bit of shyness from when I was a child, this fear of being judged, which a lot of people walk around with. Sure. Um, and so I said, you know what, for me to continue to grow as a human being, I've got to overcome that fear of being judged. But then what happened was my son, who was in high school at the time, was going out for the golf team for the third time. And the two times prior, he was cut. And, you know, when he told me he was going to try out again, I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. This is going to be pain. Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I don't want my son to be hurt. So instead of obviously I wasn't going to discourage him. Um, I looked at him and I said, you know what, if you can keep putting yourself out there like this, then it's time for me to put myself out there. And I did. I, I, two weeks after I said that I got on stage and I won my, in New York city and I won my first bodybuilding competition. I did not know how to pose. I didn't even own my own suit. This person lent me a suit and my son made the golf team. Wow. (laughs) We both did. How about an energetic exchange there? That's right. Motivation galore. Yeah. And so the cool thing, and this is what I do with my mental fitness coaching clients all over the world, is that, you know, when you focus on, you know, did the trophy matter to me that I won um, at 47 years old? Of course it did. But the prize was really in the process. So I love this. And I love that you said that it's kind of going to tie in or lead into and be a great segue toward mental fitness coaching. So what is it? And how did you come up with the program and actually develop it? Okay, great. So mental fitness coaching is what I did, what I blended together between all my years of working with people who've had to overcome life's most challenging circumstances, like really dark stuff, hard stuff, and then the everyday stuff. I blended together the very practical and strategic tools that I've discovered had the greatest impact with what I learned through sports psychology and, and, and the mindset it took for me, and then I interviewed and worked with hundreds of athletes on what it takes to achieve their goals day by day, month by month, year by year. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? Everybody likes life coaching these days, even more than therapy. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, well, first of all, the stigma is not there. But second of all, life coaching offers them more immediate gratification. Now, the problem is- And gives you actionable things. So there's some great, great things about it. And like with many professions that are maybe newer to the world, um, which life coaching is, there's a lot of quacks out there sure. who go to you know a life coaching seminar and hang a shingle, and they're not equipped to handle yes. really helping people with their lives. Yes, <laughs> because tip, I mean, I know some life coaches, they're, they're a mess themselves. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. And, that's, and there's a lot of therapists who are a mess themselves, too. Sure. And when I supervise them, I urge them to get out of the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take a hiatus yeah Um, but you know what when clients come to me they are safe because when they're if if and when we don't have to go into deeper bigger issues but if they pop up I'm well versed in helping them through it so mental fitness coaching is a practical and strategic yet evidence-based program that helps people to harness their personal power their core power And I developed all these concepts to go with it that are easy to understand and very unique to what I offer, I believe. You know, there's maybe terms that people hear out there, but but mine are pretty darn special, I think. Well, I love this tie-in of fitness because the fitness side of it is like, you think of athletes as being superheroes. Well, and and the thing is that mental fitness, for me, how it also ties into the concept of fitness is that... It's about exercising every day. How do you get stronger? How do you get faster? How do you, you know, really build your prowess in athleticism? Well, it's the same way you do with your career. It's the same way you do with your relationships. You have to invest time and energy and then learn about what it takes to navigate life on life's terms to stay true to your goals. Mm -hmm. And mental fitness, it's kind of like, okay, physical fitness, you you get this, um, what do they call it when it's uh, muscle memory? You know, when you've done something a number of times. Well, with the mind, I find, I found, and I don't know if your clients have uh, experienced this as well, like I'll learn about something and it's a growth type thing and I'll be like onto it for a good two weeks and then something triggers me and then I'm just like, and everything goes to shit. That's exactly <laughs> it. And, you know, that's called falling off the wagon in, in some terms, in some sure, worlds, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And that's so common. And, in fact, here we are in the month of kicking off everybody's energy toward their goals. And I promise you, as we all know, that by next month at this time, a lot of people will have forgotten mm-hmm. what their where the direction they were trying to go in was. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, this is the perfect time to really look at what does it take for your listeners to become mentally fit? And with that, you know, I like to say the two C's of success are clarity and conviction. Mm-hmm. You have to be so clear on what you want to have happen in your life, what your goals are physically, mentally, emotionally, in relationship, and then develop this conviction toward it. And the way to do that is to, what I like to say is people have to have that very healthy marriage with their why. That leads me to asking you, a healthy relationship with your why, does that tie in with the mindset that matters? Absolutely. So tell us more about that. So the mindset that matters refers to a a few different components of my program, but it starts with, you know, what is core power? Well, your core power in relation to your your mindset that matters is about your values, your intentions, your beliefs, 
the what I call your internal resources, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where your core power comes from. And the, the more you're clear on, on what your values, intentions, and beliefs are, the more you can actualize them with, with greater ease. Mm-hmm. So the mindset that matters exercises core power. The mindset that matters re, you know, is attached to that why, to that personal mission statement that people develop with me. To so you know what's your why? Having a healthy relationship with your why. When you think about what a healthy marriage is, not everybody knows what a healthy marriage is, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say most <laughs> about people don't. Sixty percent of us don't. Know. <laughs> um, so a healthy marriage, you know, is according to you know Leave It to Beaver, I guess, um, is. Oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's about you know being loyal to your why. It's about trusting your why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about investing in your why. Committing. Committing to it. Yes. All those yeah. things um, that make a relationship strong where, you know, you, you learn how to, to really incorporate, you know, that why into your life the way you would a significant other because it's so important to you. So if you're thinking about it in terms of relationship, you know, when when you argue or when there's an issue or a challenge that comes up, how do you manage keeping the connection to your why and being steadfast about it when there's a lot of like outside factors going on that are trying to like, you know, push it off the wagon? Right. So, (laughs) you know, I'll give you an example to demonstrate it if that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, so I've been in competition mode, you know, this throughout the summer and I had a wedding to go to and what do people do at weddings? They eat, drink and be merry, correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm all, you know, I'm fine with that except when I have my goals, I'm, you know, I I have no problem. It does not I don't feel like I'm missing out, but it's interesting because and and, and let me just clarify that do I like, you know, to eat, drink and be merry sometimes? Sure. So the thing is that I, I focus my mindset on what matters to me more in terms of my goal. You know, nobody else at that party was going to be getting up in a little suit on a stage in a few months. <laughs> right. so, so probably quite the opposite. So what I do is, you know, and I, and I coach my clients with flexible discipline. What are the tools you need, which could be sometimes things you say, to people because other people don't understand it and they also their insecurities flare up and they feel judged because you're not mm. engaging. So it's and their so, problem. It's well, their problem that they want you to drink with them. Well, sure. So it's not their problem necessarily, but it's it's on them. It's not on me. Whatever it is, if it's just their cons- whatever it is a problem or not. But what I say to them, and this is a classic line I use, is I came here for the company, not the cupcakes. I like that. So they don't know what to say about that. Here's another story in terms of I work with a lot of, you know, executives who travel a lot. And when you travel a lot, um, you know, you're doing the the C-suite soiree stuff, you know, where you're going out to lunch, you're going out to dinner, you're going to, you know, cocktail parties because Mm -hmm. that's business life. Yep. And a lot of people find it very hard to stay on track. So long story short is that I had a client who was significantly overweight and he had lost quite a bit of weight using a nutritionist and a trainer and mental fitness coaching and he got this new job and he he was so excited about it and at the same time he was terrified to start it because it was going to cause him to have to change the routine that he'd gotten in Mm. 
right? And so how am I going to stay the course when I have a new routine? Life on life's terms are happening, right? I'm not going to turn down a job because I want to go to the gym every day at the same time. But how do I do this? And so we started talking about how, because he felt like when I go to take a customer out to dinner, of course I have to, you know, eat and drink, whatever. And I, and I challenged that, like, really? Why? And we started talking it through. Long story short, as I said, what happened was he wound up earning so much more trust and respect because he wasn't drinking and he wasn't overeating and he was careful with his choices and people saw what it was to him that he was so committed to his goals. They trusted him more with their business. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. You think about it from the opposite perspective. You think that bonding comes through getting a little tipsy together. And that's when you make the sale. (laughs) You know what I mean? But um, that's a great success story of like not doing that. Buy drinks for your for your the person you're trying. They can drink. Get tipsy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You stay focused on what you need to do, and then they can just say yes (laughs) in their their drunken state. So let's actually talk more about your clients. So that's an example of one um, who's obviously a corporate guy. But I know you've also worked with athletes, military. Tell us more about your client base and then also some of their their common challenges that they come to you with. Like, what are the biggest reasons why everybody comes to you? Okay, great. So, you know, I'm really excited to say that my client base is extremely diverse these days because I have young men coming to me who are new in recovery from addiction because I do have that expertise. Right. And the mental fitness coaching is perfect for them because their brains are not fully formed yet. They're not really interested in going into therapy, you know, so much. And mental fitness coaching gives them that platform to stand on and and build, you know, jump off of with their launching period of life. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes I have the emerging, the two launching stages of life, I like to call it, the emerging adult stage of life. So people who are trying to get out of their mother's basement. And yeah, <laughs> I know lots of them. Yeah. And then the second launching in life, is I call it, is, is the midlife, many people call it crisis, I call it midlife creation stage, where you get to launch again because we're living so much longer and stronger these days. You actually have a, a whole, you know, next half of your life to use all of the information that you um, have gathered over your first, let's say, 45, 50 years to make the next 45, 50 years, you know, that much better for you. Mm-hmm. So, so those people come to me because they are in the proverbial midlife crisis and... Or just you know, a transitional moment, whether yeah. it's young or a little older. That's right. That's largely who I work with, um, and they come from all shapes and sizes, walks of life, with education backgrounds, and I have different ways that I can provide the service for them so that the people who can afford me to come to them, you know, they pay for travel and, and my time with them, and sometimes they book out a whole day so that, you know, we get a lot done in a day, and then I do, you know, I use modern technology to work with them each week after that. Um, some people can only afford email support. And then there's the middle, most of the clients work with me through a secured internet system. It's called VC. It's like Skype. And that's all over the world. That's so great. So you can work with people from all walks of life. And and generally, it's about people who are trying to get to that next version of themselves. That's right. That's awesome. So 
How do you coach your clients into getting control over their bodies like you did in preparing for competitions and such? I mean, that's that seems like an overwhelming thing to do, especially, you know, <laughs> we're at the top of the year now and we're thinking, oh, man, I got that extra 10 pounds from between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and ho- the holidays. So now what do I do? Well, you know, first of all, I start with the foundation of their knowledge base because I have to say I am shocked a lot by how little people really know. Hmm. You you mean about nutrition or? About what it means to be fit and how to get there. Mm. People, um, there, and it's not necessarily, you know, anyone's, any consumer's fault, but the resources out there, a lot of them are half-baked information. Um, people don't know what it really means to, to, um, eat healthy. And we like to think that they do, you know, you would imagine that in this world, in this day and age that people would know what it means, but they don't. Hence the terrible obesity issue our country faces. It is surprising to be honest. I mean, there's so much now. I mean, the whole, the whole social culture has shifted towards healthy eating. I mean, everywhere with, you know, stevia versus sweet and low, all of that. But you think that because you are in a fit lifestyle yourself. Sure. And also, I'm in a a major metropolitan area. So I think that probably has something to do with it, too. I mean, when I do go back to my hometown, which is a small town in Pennsylvania, um, when you go to the restaurants, they don't have those options available. (laughs) You know? Right. Exactly. There's No, No gluten free, no paleo options. None of that. Right, you're gonna have pancakes or waffles. <laughs> exactly, French fries. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I do is assess how much information they actually have, and that's an internal resource. The second thing that we do, I do a whole assessment for of of, of all parts. I have a mental fitness coaching assessment that really um, addresses each component you just mentioned. But to focus on the body, it's a. I really like to find out what people have tried what people know about themselves in terms of their energy level at different times of the day, what people do with sleep. I I focus a lot on sleep hygiene because sleep is underestimated and people's sleep routines are often um, dysfunctional to uh, giving them the most energy that they need to to pursue fitness goals. Um, I help people to explore different fitness options because the biggest question I get is, can you help me, you know, in the gym and I need to learn how to train. I'm like, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't, you know, claim to be. And there are far more, you know, there are far more, many more ways to become fit than in a gym. You have to decide, we have to first figure out if the gym is the right place for you. Right. You don't have to become a bodybuilder. It's about becoming healthy, physically healthy. Right. And that also goes for people. I have a lot of women who, you know, are what we call skinny fat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and because they're so afraid of building any kind of muscle, they just do endless cardio and they're thin. But what are they going to do when they have to lift groceries when they're (laughs) 50 years old? They'll have their sugar daddy do it for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, there's a lot of that in Los Angeles, I think. Although I would hope that that's shifting, you know, with the <laughs> the resurgence of yoga since the 90s and all of that. I'll tell you that it's not. And, you know, I, I see it, 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 there's still a really big emphasis on being as thin as you possibly can. And, and women have to really open their eyes and realize 
that as long as we're living these days, yes, it's important to be thin, to have your body fat, you know, in a healthy range, but it really is important to have strong bones and strong muscles so that you can function. Absolutely. Yeah, people forget about that. And then they start lifting weights when they're already in their 40s. And they're like, whoops, didn't do that. You know, so um, good stuff. What about in business? How can you apply mental fitness to business? Well, that is uh, really super exciting to me, because the second book that came out this fall included eight stories of very hot men, by the way. Oh. Uh, guys <laughs> who I call models of mental fitness. Models. Uh, really and truly, these men are spectacular. And I don't just mean, you know, they're one of them was on a, a billboard in New York Times. That's how beautiful he is. But that's not why they're in the book. They're in the book because their stories are so powerful around how they harness their own core power to transform their career over years to be ultimately fulfilling to them. And they're all from different industries. So when you read the book, you see how my mental fitness coaching for business plays out in their stories too. Mm. And did you work with each of these men? I didn't work with them. I interviewed them extensively. Got it. Like people reading this book need you to teach them how to get to the point that these guys are at. That's right. So I use them as models of mental fitness. Mm-hmm. And I there. so it's eight tips and eight stories. So it's eight steps that I give people to doing it for themselves and the eight stories from different industries, from different people with different personalities and skill sets. It gives the, the hope and inspiration and window the window opens where people can decide that they can breathe in that fresh air and go for it. If they Anybody want. we know? You know, I was so thrilled when Anthony Trucks, former NFL player turned global executive coach over the years, agreed to tell his story. Um, he's a gracious man with sharing his story, and he, he doesn't hold back in what he's had to overcome in his life to realize his true potential and then actualize it. Uh-huh. Um, Dave Dalton, who happens to own the company that that my bar, the picture of me you know, on the- Oh yeah, the fitness Dave bar. Dave Dalton, the reason why I chose him is because the whole purpose of mental fitness with business building is that you use your, when you are living authentically, when you are using your core power to, to fine tune your niche, to create your brand, it is exponentially powerful. It is, it is absolutely something you wake up in the morning excited to do because it's so deeply connected. Mm-hmm. And too often, people do what they go they they go through the path that they were told they need to take. Yep. Suddenly, wake up and find that they're you know in law school and they don't even like law, or they wake up in their forties and say, I can't breathe. I can't, I dread every day that I wake up because mm-hmm. it's so not me. And I've lost so many parts of myself through this process. So Clark Gaither is an example of that. He's in the book. He was a physician, um, a family physician, and he got so burned out. He actually, you know, struggled with alcoholism. Um, he got sober and, and stayed in practice for 17 years. And when he noticed the burnout was coming back, he said, you know what, I can't take this chance with myself. And he became a physician coach. And he started writing books and coaching doctors who struggle with 
risk of burnout themselves across the country. That's awesome. I always love hearing these stories and and I absolutely relate to it. Um, You know, I'm one of those people too who was kind of led down a path that I really didn't want to be on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's exciting stuff and to see how changing your mindset and shifting it towards um, your core strengths and all of that stuff that you talk about and that you teach your clients to develop is is awesome. You know, it's like super inspiring. You You know, and I want to say that it's also, I, I walk the talk. I am not just someone who did research and and, you know, slap together a program that I preach to other people. No way, man. I do this. This is my life um, as well. And so I know it thrills me to no end that I have figured out how to, I have a social work degree, right? I could have done everything in you know, or a wide range of things from mm. community service work to uh, research to clinical work that I did. But I realized that I had this entrepreneurial bent and it was part of my uniqueness that I was skilled at creating programs and delivering them mm-hmm. to audience. And so I Here took, you are. Right. <laughs> the whole thing is about when you, when you exercise core power, you learn to take healthy risk. You stop fearing judgment as much. And that's why, you know, that bodybuilding contest was so critically important as a milestone in my personal development. Mm -hmm. Huge turning point, obviously. And we're so glad you did it. Um, Thank you, bodybuilding industry, uh, for bringing (laughs) us Ava. Um, So now to the toughest part in my mind. This is, in my mind, the most challenging thing is relationships. How do you apply your program, the mental fitness coaching, to that? Okay. So, one of the things that happens when people, um, there's two different kinds of relationship perspectives. One is the person who's looking for a relationship and the other is the person who's in a relationship and it's not necessarily the quality relationship they hoped for, right? Mm-hmm. So, Or it could even be family relationships too. That's right. right. But the book that's coming out in February is, is really focusing on romance. There is some focus on family life and friendship, for sure. But it it really talks about intimate because it it talks about how you attach, again, your core power, your values, intentions, and beliefs about yourself as a whole human being, man or woman, about your physical self, your emotional self, being able to express your needs without being needy, which is often a trap that creates a negative cycle in relationships. It's about dropping the mind reading and opening a dialogue with language that keeps things moving forward and doesn't become, um, you know, a block to connecting. What if you've got the mental fitness coaching under your belt? Let's say I, I study with you or I coach with you, Ava, and I feel mentally fit and I'm ready to communicate and, and you know, align with my guy, um, but he's not there. Then what? Okay. So first of all, you know, accepting and staying true to yourself can need to work hand in hand. Too often people say, okay, he's not there. I am. And they just get increasingly frustrated. Right. And they start to lose ground with their own mental fitness because if he's not going to get better and I don't want to leave the relationship, I may as well give up. Right. I'm just, I'm off the wagon, man. Screw this. (laughs) So what happens with mental fitness coaching is that you learn how you can 
accept that he's not in the place that you're in and stay true to your voice of value, which Mm -hmm. is what I call it. Stay true to the progress that you've made and true to your authentic self. There is the ability to do that. People don't recognize that. And what happens more often than not is people either change the energy in the household that then helps the other person to move slightly in different directions, even if it's a slower pace than, than the person I'm working with. Or they get to a point where they say, I am ready to get out of this relationship mm-hmm. because I have worked hard on myself and, I, and I'm and i ready to launch into a different life. Yeah. You know, and, and so then, you know, I, I have a lot of people who are at that point where they're ready to leave their relationship. Not that I don't encourage people to leave their relationship. It's just, you know, if they are, they come to me ready to get out or they reach that point where it's not out of resentment that they're getting out or anger, it's because of truth. It's because that two people have emerged in different ways. They didn't, you know, they started maybe in the same place, but then life happens and they grow differently. Yeah. And I can see how that is having mental fitness when it comes to relationships is being able to discern when it's time, you know, to either continue to work on it or to walk away just for the good of everybody. Sure. You know, know, one of the interesting things, though, is that I get a lot of people who are already divorced, but they they haven't ventured out into the dating world yet. Mm. And, you know, I've never gone, I I was married and and divorced, and I'm in a significant relationship for many years now. But I did have a bunch of years where I was very happily dating, too. I've never had a bad first date. Well, I had one. I had one because <laughs> I got I got set up by my parents' friends years ago with this really nice man, but they failed to tell me that he had Tourette's. Oh and boy! He started what? He, yeah, and and you know that's something you probably should just let. Somebody yeah, know. you should probably let somebody know that. You know, I I could handle it, but it was kind of surprising. Go, make sure you go to a very loud venue where like, <laughs> yeah. and, and it wasn't just words he was like starting to flick his fork all over his face and he wouldn't stop so that was the and that wasn't necessarily a bad date it was just bizarre yeah yeah I'm wow I, I don't even know how to react to that one <laughs> yeah. I could go in a couple different directions I'll just stop right. <laughs> So, no, but I love this idea of like getting yourself to a place where you're just so connected to your core values, beliefs, all of that stuff, that that mental fitness core that you talked about. And then the two C's of success that you mentioned, clarity and conviction, and then knowing what you're looking for, what you want, and not judging the other person if they can't give that to you. Yeah, because you know what? When you start to look at the other person more than than yourself and, and, and evaluating and you're putting yourself back in a box. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of mental fitness coaching is to create a, a, a sense of freedom that you can grow in different directions and have the, you know, basically, a, you know, optimize yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. So to leave the listeners with something that they can start with, like what's the, the easiest first step to take towards having a, a body business or a relationship that that is on its path towards rocking so given that this is the the top of the year right I don't want anybody who's listening to say my goal is to lose 20 pounds by April or summer whatever or next month some people are super month, aggressive I don't want anybody to make a goal that sounds like I'm gonna have a new job by August what I prefer what I'd encourage is for people to say, 
this is my year of transformation, or this is my year of personal growth, or this is my year for personal fulfillment or expanding myself, building my core power. And then with that in mind, I would say the first step is to consider a personal mission statement. A personal mission statement is a lot like a company mission statement. It's that guiding principle, a mantra per se, it's that guiding principle that that gives everybody who works for a company in a company mission statement direction for how to make their decisions and their choices, their behaviors each day that reflects well for the company and is aligned with the company. Mm -hmm. So a personal mission statement is something you can remember that stays the same for a long, long time and it serves as your guiding principle for how you make your choices and how you take your actions each day. And if you stay true to your personal mission statement, you ultimately will be able to establish smart and timely and measurable goals for all parts of life and each day get closer to reaching them. Hmm. What is your personal mission statement? You know, a long time ago, when I was 38 years old, I had one of those what I call aha moments that I asked interview people about with their assessments. When did you have yours? Um, but the, the way it goes here is that, you know, my mother, who was the light of my family's life, was diagnosed with terminal cancer when I was 38. And that's when the light shined on my life. What the hell have you been doing for the last 10 years? Where did you go? And, you know, I have, I had three babies in four years and, um, I was in a, an empty marriage and, and I lost so many different parts of myself. Um, so long story short is that I decided to get out of my marriage. And so here I was dealing with my mother dying, divorce, three little kids, reemerging full-time in a career instead of part-time and reinvesting in myself physically. And that's a lot. So I created my first personal mission statement and it was, I will not let anything interfere with my happiness today. Now, how on earth could that be possible with death and destruction that I had to face every single day? Yeah. Um, well, what it meant to me was that I will not let anything interfere with my happiness today means I will feel what I need to feel, sadness, fear, anger, and I will move myself to neutral sooner than later because that's where my serenity is in, in neutral. And that will allow me to reclaim happy moments because happiness comes and goes, you know, it's fleeting, sure. but, but serenity and joy are a constant in my world. So that's an example of my personal mission statement from way back when the first one that I ever did. Mm -hmm. And, and they do change and evolve, I would imagine. Well, they do, you know, I, but it's not like, remember back in the day, I might be dating myself where we had those desktop things where you changed one every day. There was a new, like, today, today, live with joy, tomorrow, you know, whatever. It was a new desktop happiness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it changed every single day. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you hold on to this personal mission statement, let's say, for this entire year at least. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that everyone out there listening can do today. And it may not be an easy first step to define what that is, because it, it may actually be a challenge um, to some degree. Uh, oh, what is my mission statement? So at, at the very least, it's going to get people to start thinking about and here's, here's what I would offer to your listeners. Anybody who takes it on and tries to do it this week can email me with what they've come up with, and I'll give them feedback. I love it. 
So get that, NOL listeners. You're going to get some personal attention from Ms. Ava Diamond. I'm going to repeat her email so that you have it, mentalfitnesscoaching at gmail.com. And uh, Ava, I hate to end this interview because I'm learning so much and I'm, I'm so blown away by what you're doing to help others. So thank you for being with us here and helping us kick off the new year. Yes. And don't forget to tell them that they can get the Fit Bar, which will help them with their nutrition goals and their mental clarity, all of it, because it's got great ingredients with my coupon discount if they want. Absolutely. Ava18. Ava18, everybody. And I'll include that in the show notes. Um, I'll also include a link to her website, which is avadiamondlcsw.com. And uh, Ava, you're awesome. Thank you again for spending time and sharing your wisdom with us here on Nothing Off Limits. Oh, thank you. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.